Hey, Uprightians, it's Matt Shu from Upright Health, and welcome back to the Upright Health Podcast. In today's episode, we are talking about a really common question that comes up all the time, and it's a very important philosophical question because it determines how you respond to challenges that show up with your body. And the question is, what is the purpose of pain? Now, pain comes up often with the clients that we train. Um, we've worked with tons of people with hip pain, shoulder pain, back pain, and um, this whole notion of pain is really important to address from the get-go because otherwise you start acting in ways that are actually destructive to your long-term health and your ability to enjoy your life. So let's talk about one of the common interpretations of pain. This is one that um, is typically um, it's typically pushed by medical professionals, um, and it's just one that we sort of just sort of absorb through culture um, and through some of our experiences in life. And the view of pain that I'm talking about is that pain is a sign that something is being damaged. So when we think about um, a simple uh, example, we think of like, oh, if you touch a hot, uh, hot stove, right, or you touch some, a hot pot that's on the stove, um, you feel pain and you immediately pull away and that's because you feel like, oh, that pain is a signal that I'm damaging my finger. So on the face of it, that's a, that seems to be an example of, yeah, see, my, my pain is warning me of damage and that's why it's there and then I need to pull away. But that's not how pain always works. So the other common example that pretty much everyone can relate to is the paper cut. So if you get a paper cut, or if, God forbid, you get a cardboard cut by opening a box, which I've done probably two or three times in my life, and every time I swear I'll never do it again, but uh, you get a paper cut or a cardboard cut, it's not actually serious damage. A paper cut is definitely not serious damage. It's a tiny little slit in your skin that basically poses absolutely no threat to your life. But it hurts, and it hurts a lot. In fact, getting a paper cut can sometimes feel like one of the worst pains, but it's not really a sign of serious damage. Certainly nothing close to holding onto a hot pot on the stove. So in that case, it's, that pain is still there for a reason, but it's not really correlated with the objective amount of damage that's being done. And if you want another flip that comes from normal life is even getting injured in a traumatic way you can actually, at the time, feel zero pain. Uh, so I, I actually, um, back in college, uh, I was skating around campus and uh, I tripped and fell on a sidewalk, um, which was, it wouldn't have been so bad if it also hadn't been in front of a bus stop full of people, but I tripped and fell and uh, 
and I tumbled and I, I thought, you know, oh, I, I'm going to catch my fall. I'm going to tumble and roll out of this and I might be a little bit sore, but it'll be okay. And as I uh, tumbled and rolled, came to a stop, I got up and, um, you know, this bus stopped full of people said, oh, are you okay? Are you okay? And I was like, oh yeah, I, th I think I'm okay. I'm fine. And I stood up and I was looking at my hands and the guy standing in front of me was like, oh man, your pinky. I was like, what? What happened to my pinky? And I looked and my pinky was... Um, completely twisted behind my ring finger. Um, and I found out later that it was totally, it was broken, right? It broken and then tucked behind the ring finger. But when I was looking at it, it didn't hurt, right? I was just looking at it and I was like, okay, well, that's, that's probably not good. But there was actually no pain associated with it. Um, so pain is not just a sign of damage. That's not what it is. And, and there's a whole uh, growing field of, of uh, academic study into how pain is generated and how it's modulated by nervous system functions and all that, but we're not going to get into that today. What we're going to get into is how you can view it in a practical way so that rather than paralyzing you with fear, you can use it to help you move forward. So we, we've always talked with our clients um, about pain in a measured way, right? We basically say, look, pain doesn't always mean that it's something is being horribly damaged. In fact, it, it doesn't, there really doesn't seem to be um, a clear cut case for that. And um, one of the ways that, uh, I've heard recently uh, in, a, in another podcast actually was uh, it was just so eloquent. I heard this from uh, a trainer, Paul Check. He's a very famous um, functional training expert and has been so for several decades. And um, the way he actually put it was pain is simply your body trying to raise your awareness. Um, and I thought that was an absolutely fabulous, absolutely fabulous way of putting it, right? The pain gets your attention. And that's all it needs to do. From that point, with your attention and your awareness, you need to figure out what to do. It doesn't mean you need to panic and try to cut your body open or stop using your body entirely, but it does mean you need to be paying much closer attention to what's going on so you can learn a lesson that helps you function better in the long run. So I, a uh, problem that usually comes up for people is they feel pain, they start to panic, they go through all these worst case scenarios in their mind, like, oh, well, my shoulder hurts. Maybe I have a torn ligament. Maybe my rotator cuff is torn. Maybe uh, my labrum is torn. Maybe I've got some sort of deformity in my joint that stops me from being able to do this and I, I should just stop trying to do these things. So it, it's, very, it's very easy to take pain and overinterpret it into something worse than it is, right? And that all starts with saying to yourself, oh, pain, it means damage. If damage, then there's something inside that's wrong, and that means I need to stop using this, okay? But we need to flip that script. And 
that can be difficult. So I wanted to um, actually share uh, an example that just happened recently. Um, just a few days ago, I actually managed to either break or sprain my big toe on my left foot. I was in the middle of a capoeira uh, workshop in a drill, and I kicked my drill partner in the arm kind of hard and not in a good way and with the wrong part of my foot uh, and totally unintentional. And I quickly found that I was no longer able to bear any weight on that foot. And so I couldn't really move my toe. It felt really bad. It wasn't just a stub, it was bad. Um, and so I went through a couple of stages that I've seen clients go through um, I just happened to go through them a little bit quicker. Um, so I want to take you through those stages so that if you see yourself going through them, you can try to write your course and get back on track so that you can start thinking about a productive path forward. So um, after the break, um, in, or after the sprain break, not quite sure yet because I haven't gotten an x-ray, um, I basically went into a combination of things, but first was kind of a, a stage of denial, like, okay, I can just walk this off, it's probably fine, it'll be all right, no problem. So I just kind of sat down, kind of waited, and then after a few minutes, it was still hurting pretty bad, and then I started to go into a bit of a panic, and I started thinking, oh my, I must have broken this, I must have broken this, this feels really, really bad. Oh man, if this is broken, that means I'm not going to be able to do much lower body training. This means I'm gonna miss the, uh, the games that happen after this workshop. This means I'm going to not be able to go dancing next weekend. This means I won't be able to dance tomorrow. I started going through all the things that I didn't want to happen that were going to happen as a result of this, um, this injury. And you know, I just started brainstorming all the bad things. And that quickly led into anger, right? It started going into, damn it, I should not do capoeira. I should not do martial arts because when I did jujitsu, I broke my rib. When I uh, play hockey, I get concussions. Um, I pull muscles. All these things are stupid. I should just never do these things. Ah, I can't believe I was so dumb. I did this again. Went through all those, all those thoughts. Right. And eventually I got to the point where I said, okay, let's just look at this as if, as if I am my own client. What are we gonna do here? And, it, and I just brought myself back to what, I, what we've talked about already, which is thinking about pain as a way to raise your awareness rather than as a sign that something is horribly, horribly damaged. So I said, okay, if pain is just raising my awareness, what does this pain tell me? I definitely did something to my toe. So my body is saying, pay attention. What can I do given what's already been done? So I looked at my toe and I said, okay, are we, is this a broken toe? How would we be able to tell if this is a broken toe if I were out in the desert on my own and didn't have access to a medical professional, didn't have access to an x-ray machine, what, what would be my options here? What can I do 
given that my body is talking to me and telling me that something is wrong here. So I said, okay, well, let me look at it. Is, it. is it twisted and torqued the way my pinky was? Is it totally out of place? Doesn't look like it, it just hurts. Okay, well, it just hurts, that's fine. So what about uh, movement? Are you able to use muscles to move the big toe? And when I tried to do that, if I tried to pull the big toe back towards my face, it really hurt. Um, when I tried to push the big toe down or kind of like push it away from my face using the muscles on the bottom of my foot, uh, it didn't hurt as much, but it did hurt. Um, and I noticed when I started walking around a little bit to try to see what it could do, um, even just lifting my foot off the floor, which subtly activated the muscles on the top of my foot to pull my big toe towards my face, nor, that's dorsiflexion, uh, it would really hurt. It would really, really hurt. So I said, okay, here's information that's usable. Um, activating these muscles really sucks. It really hurts. Um, so my body is not liking that. Okay, what if I move passively? So I sat down, I grabbed my big toe and just took a bunch of deep breaths as I just gradually tried to move the big toe um, forward and back, so dorsiflexion, plantar flexion. Um, and what I found was, oh, okay, well, if I go down and away from my face, if I go into plantar flexion, it actually doesn't hurt that much if it's passive. If I just use my hand, my hands to gradually go down, it actually isn't so bad. So that was a relief because in my mind, I could still get the full range of motion that way, and it wasn't really that painful. Uh, and it was just passively I could do it. So it meant, okay, well maybe, maybe this is just a muscle strain. Then I started to go the opposite direction towards my face in the dorsiflexion, and that was way more painful. And what was interesting was there was a border to the pain. So if I went just a little bit into dorsiflexion, I could feel the big toe just stop, right? And if I tried to push past that, if I tried to go too quickly with this motion, then okay, then it would really, really hurt. So I just held it at its border and just took a lot of deep breaths. It was intense, it was definitely intense, but I kept reminding myself like, hey, you know what? This is not life-threatening. The likelihood that you've done serious damage to your body such that you might die is very low, so we don't have to panic too much here. And let's just see what we get. And so I spent about five minutes just, not massaging, but manipulating the toe like that, just kind of gradually dorsiflexing it. And over time, I could feel actually the muscles on the bottom of my foot, on the bottom side of the big toe, just kind of not quite clunk, but kind of release and let the big toe um, move into dorsiflexion. So I got a significant improvement in the range of motion in the big toe and it wasn't really as painful. So I was, I was, honestly, I was shocked. Like I didn't expect um, it to actually work, right? So I did this and then I got up and I walked around again and, and I noticed, okay, it doesn't hurt as much. It's definitely not 100%, but it's not as bad. So then I thought, okay, it's hurting less. The range of motion is still there if, I, if I'm patient with it and I move it carefully. It's definitely not going to be ready for um, you know, the, the, the games, the, the capoeira hoda that was happening afterwards. Um, but maybe you know, since 
it's probably not too messed up based on what I've seen. Maybe I can just splint it or tape it to the other toe and just avoid using it for now. I'll just be careful, right? Now, I know you're probably thinking that sounds like a stupid idea. Why would you do that? And um, I probably would never in my life agree with that. So, um, you know, my general attitude is, you know, try to, try to do things safely, of course, but, you know, if you, if, you, if you think you can do it safely, go for it, right? And I had a pretty good idea that um, I was going to be able to do this safely. And I knew also that if I felt at any moment during the game that I would um, re-injure myself or that it was dangerous for me to continue, I would just leave, right? I would just get out of the circle and stop playing. So in, in case you're not familiar with a uh, with the games in Capoeira, uh, I suggest you just go on YouTube and just look up Capoeira. Um, Ahoda is actually spelled R-O-D-A uh, because it's in Portuguese, and apparently R's in Portuguese are not R's. So check that out um, if you want to see an example of what kind of games get played. So um, the point of it is anyway that by acknowledging that I was having this panic and anger and then a bunch of fear um, around the pain, I was able to then calmly, with awareness, make some progress in actually a short period of time. It was because I maintained a calm attitude and then was willing to experiment and also experience a little discomfort without allowing myself to panic that I was able to get my toe to work at least long enough for me to play that night. Um, and it's now um, about two days later and the big toe, while it's still painful, it's not terrible. It's certainly not as bad as it was that first night where I was um, eventually gritting my teeth because it was so stiff and throbbing um, at the end of the night uh, when I went, went to bed. But I've continued to try to activate the muscles and just try to move the toe a little bit safely, gently, and just recognize that ultimately, in order for this toe to heal, it's gonna need to have function. It's gonna need to be able to move up and down. And as long as I do that safely and gently, even if it's sprained, even if there's a break, um, if I'm just gradually exposing it to what it needs to do in the future, it will be able to do that thing again in the future. So this is a lesson that I think is applicable to all kinds of chronic um, joint or muscle pain. Rather than looking at it as, I'm terribly damaged, something is horribly broken, look at it as an opportunity an opportunity to learn, right? Pain is trying to raise your awareness so you can act appropriately. So what you want to do is practice staying calm when you have pain. Practice reminding yourself that pain doesn't mean something is terribly broken. It's just a signal for you to pay attention to so you can learn. It's a practice. I keep saying the word practice deliberately because staying calm with pain is um, not what we're trained to do usually. And so you do need to train that skill over time and 
remind yourself to maintain that that clarity and that focus and that that long-term purpose of establishing better control um, over your body. Now, if you are experiencing some sort of chronic recurring chronic pain in your back, your shoulder, or your hip, use this. Use this mentality to approach your problem and calmly think about what you're trying to accomplish. If, if you're your hip hurts when you sit. Think about, well, what is it about sitting that is causing that? What is it about my body and sitting that is causing my body to talk to me about sitting? If it's um, trying to cut left and right when you're playing football or playing soccer or playing basketball and you get hip pain, think about it. What could possibly be going on besides severe internal damage? Right, that one is really such a low occur, like it's such a rare thing that it's not even, in my opinion, worth thinking about. Right, there's so much about muscle and about the way your body coordinates movement that you need to pay attention to first. So you want to think about what that pain is telling you and really break it down in your mind of what the possibilities are. So I hope this idea helps you out. Remember that pain is just trying to raise your awareness. If you are looking for a way to help you practice staying calm, if you're looking for a way to um, practice viewing things from a little bit more of a detached view without that same anger and panic, definitely check out some of our videos on YouTube about uh, meditating. Uh, meditating on a regular basis can be a huge, huge benefit. You don't have to have to do this on a, you know, like 40 minutes a day every single day of your life, but doing a little bit every now and then can be really helpful. So we have a YouTube video um, that we'll link on the website um, for this episode um, that talks about a really easy way to meditate. You can even check out, um, we have a meditation program It's just a four-week program that helps you um, just stay on track and learn how to meditate so that you can carry that perspective forward. It's not any kind of weird, bizarre, spiritual, whatever. It's really a really practical way of showing you how to get your mind to stay calm when um, the going gets tough. So if you want to check out that program, it's at uprighthealth.com slash meditate. And I definitely recommend you check that out. If you have no experience meditating, it's a really good beginner way of getting into um, meditation so you can taste it and see what it can do for your brain um, so it can help you calmly solve some of your own issues. So that is going to do it for this episode, guys. I hope you found something helpful in this episode. Please uh, leave us a review on the iTunes store. Um, Leave us comments, shoot us messages, let us know what you think, and as always, I hope you remember that pain sucks. Life shouldn't.